And I think the fact that you have game day and you have, uh, you know, the, the crowd's going to just be absolutely raucous is going to create kind of that environment where you could get, get, get a lot of guys fired up early on. And uh, before the end of the show, in the nick of time. Football. Oh, hey. Judah Newby. Hey. Neil Lomax. What's up, Neil? Thanks, guys, for hanging out with us, for showing up. We appreciate it. I thought you got an earlier tea time this <laughs> no, morning. No, I, I didn't get an early tea time. It was, little, it was below 42 degrees, and my rule is... <laughs> was it coconut I don't, latte? I don't, I don't shoot over 42 on nine holes, and I don't play when it's under 42 degrees. <laughs> That's just my sure thing. I had to get 18 in, got in the car, I go, Judah, man, I'm like two over par. I can't... <laughs> and Jordan's so... You guys are so smooth. I was listening to you guys coming in, making bold predictions, and... C.J. Bardell's going to go 125 yards. He's gone for over 100 in his last three games. Well, that's the last three games. Well, <laughs> it's, called so it's, oh, it's, called, oh, it's called a trend. It's called a trend. He's trending upwards. Trending. Yes. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to go with what's been consistent. C.J. Bardell, 125 yards. Love that's it. a bold prediction. Well, he's, he'll be the only running back to rush for over 100 yards because Washington State's not going to rush no, for over 100 yards. They're not rushing for 100 yards, I mean, no. Garden Minshew might rush for 20, 30 yards. And he's like, almost, here's a second leading rusher. Well, that's what you're talking about. I think the fact that he scrambles a little bit more than Luke Falk this time around. The fact that Luke Falk, oh, right, right, last year, right. Okay. The fact that he scrambles a little bit more than Luke Falk in years past, it's big for the Oregon defensive front to make sure they keep a cap on him because you you feel like this is where they get you on third down, where it's going to be a lot of third and threes, third and fours, right? Because Washington State doesn't have a lot of negative plays; they get rid of the ball so quickly. I think that's when Oregon's defensive front is really going to have to put a cap on the ability of Gardner to get out of the pocket and keep these drives alive by using his legs. And I don't think they want him to run. I'm no. surprised how much less talking about Justin Herbert. I thought Justin Herbert would actually rush more this year with mm-hmm. the triple threat that he is with the run pass options that Oregon uses a lot with the quote zone reads. And right. we talked about the zone reads. You know, Washington State does not do that. I mean, their their whole they have five receivers. They have you know Williams is a running back, but he's not a running back. We'll talk about that and all the same has come. But I mean, yeah, Menchu's been the big surprise. I mean, he wasn't even on the roster this spring Mm-mm. coming from Carolina. So we can get in that later on, too. But, man, by the way, congratulations on last week's pick. Oh, I got, I got a, thank you. That's worth at least a, <laughs> yeah, a six-pack. It's got to be a short case. Yeah, I mean, you nailed it. And that could be iced tea. I don't, yeah. You know, it could be anything. I don't know, adult beverages, lattes. But dude, no, really. Thank you. Yeah, 30, 27. You know what? I've been I've been on air for seven years, and Man. I got one right. So I'll take it. That's, that's pretty good. I mean, we had Oregon winning, too, but I had them, like, by, what, 14 or 17. So, mm-hmm. but yeah. that's. Sweet man, we were talking about that last week. Yeah, that was pretty good. <laughs> Thanks, I appreciate that. No, it's you know it was a great game, and I think this one's going to be another good one as well. And we'll talk about that. Give our predictions here on the other side. Judah, thanks for the uh, input. Yeah. This yeah. Segment. Oh, hey Judah, really I came in it. hot. You know, I stuck around. Yeah, yeah. Great, great listening on that segment. <laughs> That's going to do it for the Oregon College Football Show. Jordan and I are going to hang around. Countdown to kickoff is next. Judah Newby, Neil Lomax, going to break everything down. Oregon, Washington State. Welcome to Countdown to Kickoff, part of Oregon College Game Day with Judah Newby and Neil Lomax. Presented by Frost Brewed Coors Light on 1029 and 750 The Game. Already week eight of the college football season. Welcome into Countdown to Kickoff. Judah Newby and the College Football Hall of Famer, Neil Lomax. Opening segment 
Continuing crosstalk with Brian Perkins and Jordan Kent, co-hosts of the Oregon College Football Show, each and every Saturday right here on 1029 and 750 The Game. Coming up, we'll talk to Nick Aliotti in 10 minutes. He'll join us live from the Pac-12 Network studios. Pac-12 Network currently airing Oregon State and Cal. Homecoming for the Beavs off their bye week. It could not be started any worse. 21 nothing. Golden Bears with the lead on the road in front of the Reeser faithful at the halftime break. We'll also go out live to Pullman and talk to James Crepe of the Oregonian and Oregon Live covers the Ducks. We'll also uh, break down Oregon and Washington State, each and every angle and all the action around the top 12 and top 25 and the Pac-12. All right, Crosstalk, Jordan and Neil. First question I have for you guys. A lot of talk around the bye week being an advantage for Washington State. Similar to the talk that we had last week, it was the bye week an advantage for Oregon. How much does a bye week factor into college football teams for good or for worse? Are we making too much a deal out of the bye? Well, I think we talked about it last time. It gives you a chance to get a couple guys healed up. And we were mentioning, you know, the guys that have like a sore wrist here or there, sore groin, where maybe they're 80, 85% out on the field, allows them to get a little bit closer to 100%. But these teams do such a good job of preparation week after week. And a lot of these coaches as well, too, where. You know, those extra four or five days of preparation, you're not garnering any new knowledge unless it's against a backup quarterback that just came in recently. Now you have some more film. So for Wazoo, they've seen everything from Oregon they're going to see prior to their bye week for the most part. And in my opinion, I just think it's more so about the rest and getting guys healthy. But, Neil, I mean, you might see it from a different perspective being a quarterback, what that bye week does as far as your preparation. Well, I I think. In the college, it's a lot different than the pros when you have a 35 or a 30-year-old or a 28-year-old running back, and the pros, my God, that extra four or five days is great. I think conversely <laughs> that with a 18, 19, 21-year-old might not need that for the ding, but I think the coaches, we talked about this with Nick Aliotti about coaches kind of get bored. Mm-hmm. So they got to create something different, a special team guy, let's fake a punt, let's fake the field goal. Uh, you got three or four more days to prepare for Oregon. But again, I, I say there's nothing Washington State's backup guy, scout team, how do you Really, improv- how do you make Oregon? How, how can you make up a Justin Herbert? How do you make up a Dylan Mitchell? How do you make up the offensive line that Oregon? You you try to prepare, but you're going to do the best you can to say, give us a, give us that look. Hey, hey, scout team guys, second team guys, give us that look. By the way, uh, John Bledsoe, who's a redshirt freshman, <laughs> you're, you're Justin Herbert. And he's going to say, well, no, I better get my dad because my dad's <laughs> probably a lot better, and he will do a little better job to simulate Justin Herbert. So you have four extra days to prepare for Oregon, but you're going against your second teamers. And that's what folks understand. How do you really make sure this looks like Oregon? Right. And so to me, it's coaches having more time. They get bored. Let's try something new. And that's where you fall into a rut and fall into a lot of mistakes. Yeah, and it's hard to replicate that speed. And as you look at this matchup, I think the thing that stands out to me is, number one, for Oregon, it's going to be the most hostile environment they've played in in a decade easily. And we can go back and might be even further than that. I'm curious as to how Washington State handles the stage. Mm -hmm. And you know all about this, Neil, about getting up for a game emotionally. You can get up too much for a game sometimes to where you're trying to play off of all emotion and you're not thinking about your assignments and what you have to do. I feel like in this game, a lot of the pressures on Washington State. They're hosting game tape for the first time ever. You've got Oregon coming in. You see this carrot that's dangling in front of them as far as being in the driver's seat for the Pac-12 North potentially if they win. 
And it seems like it's all about how Washington State handles and manages this stage and all of this emotion. Because I look at Oregon, and with that running game and with that defense, that travels very well. Much like your favorite piece of luggage that rolls on wheels, <laughs> that thing is easy to take with you anywhere. I feel like that's going to do a good job for Oregon mitigating the emotion. Meanwhile, Washington State doesn't find themselves in this position too often on a national stage. Yeah, you're right. I, I tend to agree with that. We talked about that with Oregon and Stanford game a few weeks ago. Like Oregon just came out, wow. That energy, the, the Harley Davidson, the smoke, Phil Knight, you got this, you got game day, same thing, and all of a sudden second half comes along and pfft, here we go. You know, So it, you, you might be correcting that. Uh, you're right. I've talked to several people who are on the sidelines who have been around college football for – a lot of years, and they travel all over in Pac-12. They say Martin Stadium, next to Autzen. You made this point. And Oregon has not been in this environment on the road. Right. I think you're right in a long, long time. I said, seriously, Martin Stadium, those 40,000 people, the stands are so close. And I have not played there. You Twice. Okay. It's so, loud. It and, is loud. Okay, and they weren't the best teams back in those days, no, right? No, they, they weren't. They were solid, but right. I remember the, it, it's a unique environment. It's a long walk from the locker room to get onto the field. I mean, it's obviously going to be packed for this game, and then even just the packed emotion for three days has been right. packed. State of emergency there. <laughs> so I'm looking at how either team handles the emotion. On Oregon's side, it's dealing with all the noise on offense. I think, again, that's where a running game really helps, where yep. you're just handing it off and your offensive linemen are making blocks and reads as opposed to the additional coordination that goes in the passing game. And then for Washington State, are they? you're going to get their best five minutes of football ever to start this game, but... How do they manage that throughout the game? Do they get burnt out? Does this crowd get burnt out from, you know, hydrating all day long? Well, and Oregon is a first-half team. Let's face <laughs> it, they've been averaging, what, almost 28, 26 mm-hmm. points, almost like top five in the nation, first-half points. Scoring is awesome. Like, come on, Oregon's scoring 43 points a game. Washington State's 41 points a game. Scoring, scoring, scoring. You talked about LeBron a little bit. The over and unders, it's 70. 70. 70. Uh, and you, I heard you say 38-30. 38-30. So you got it? Yeah, okay. Yeah, so you're there. over, yeah. Uh, but I, I'm curious in this game, the thing I'm looking at here, and I know you guys are going to break this down much more. This is a Washington State offense that likes to get rid of the ball quickly. For Oregon, where does that place the emphasis for them on defense? What's the best way to defend against this type of offense that's going to get the ball out fast to these five different receivers? As you well, you, you got you got disguise coverages. And the concept routes, and I'll get into Leach's air raid, kind of what does that mean? And people have asked me all the time, what, what does that mean? Because you had Mouse Davis run and shoot, and you got – Leach's air raid, and you had Chip Kelly coming in with this and that. Bottom line is it's concepts. If you, whatever you do defensively, if you have a half zone, half man, the receivers read it. They're going to adjust their routes. It's not going to be a five-yard hitch. That five-yard hitch can be a go, could be a shallow, could be an out based on coverage. That's why I'm amazed at Gardner Minshew from spring mm. on, Jordan. He's able to handle. And, you know, Mike, Leach only has about 20 concepts on his little card. You watch mm. him on the side. Hey, we got Marino, we got Tannehill, we got, man. It's just a concept, mm. and there's so it sounds simple, very complicated. Yeah, and, so and mix up coverages is guys, a key. I'm excited to hear you guys break it down because it sounds like receivers as well as a quarterback are reading the defense and adjusting to it. Yep. All right, before we get out, Jordan, you have 38-30 ducks in yep. this game. 38-30 ducks. Brian, Perkins. like you have to ask who I pick. Yeah, no, exactly. <laughs> Perkins, you are on the money with this last week. What do you got? I got 43-40 ducks. Ooh. Maybe. I think it's going to be high scoring. I, I really. That's what I had. Game. That's what I had for New England and, and Kansas City. By the way. <laughs>
Yeah. Right 43 the, 40. Yeah, you go. Which is right on the money. That's exactly what happened. All right. Nick Aliotti will join us coming up in a few moments. Jordan Kent, always good to see you, my man. Always a pleasure. Brian Perkins, appreciate you guys. Fun as always. You're on next week at 3 30 with the Oregon College Football Show. And myself and Neil will uh, we'll massage the rest of the details of this game and get our own predictions at the very end because I'm willing to be persuaded one way or the other. I got a thought in my head as to how this is going to go, but I'm willing to be persuaded. So we'll see. More. More countdown to kickoff coming up next on the game.